You're listening to the Classic Gamers Guild Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Classic Gamers Guild Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Anna. I'm here with another one of your hosts, Paul. And between the two of us, we believe that we have enough knowledge and time put in to talk to you folks all about the adventures of Willie Beamish by uh, Dynamics. Dynamics? Oh, God. (laughs) Right? See, I'm not even going to bother picking one because I know one of the two of them is right and everyone's going to write in with their opinion. And it's actually been said on a documentary that it's Dynamics and that's the way it's supposed to be. But in my head growing up, all my life growing up, I looking at the box, it was Dynamics, not because I thought the game was an appliance, but like legit, this was the first game by that gump- company I had ever played. And and that's what it looked like on the box to me. And I know, I know, Paul, that I can't have been alone in thinking that. No, absolutely not. Anybody that thought otherwise is weird and wrong. It's... it's <laughs> 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 I, it's it's dynamics I, the documentary that was you can't you, you can't go trust in all the bloody documentaries you see i mean tv is just a big old box of fiction you know so. <laughs> but yeah it's it's a great game and uh made by jeff tunnel so uh i i also wasn't familiar with any of uh, these games i was excited like okay here I am in grade eight. I was into Sierra games and everything was groovy and I was really enjoying them. And this classmate, this new kid in school came up to me and he's like, hey, I heard you like computer games. I have a computer game. Do you want one? I'm like, um, okay. So like legit, all he did, he brought me to his house and I and I waited at the door and he came out and he gave me the big box of the adventures oh. of Willie Beamish. <laughs> yeah, no, really, that's what happened. He, I, It was so sweet. He gave me this game and I took it home and I installed it and I played it and it was like playing a cartoon. It was really cute. And I, I dated that boy for about two weeks and uh, I think I, I broke up with him, but I did keep the game. Yeah, it was part so, of the agreement. Yep. It was, it was part of the agreement. And uh, yeah, like I said, it was like playing a cartoon. I'd never played anything like it before. So I was I was actually like shocked at how good it was. Yeah. No, I yeah, it had a huge impact for, for me as a kid too. I I I requested and, and got, unfortunately, the, the rat tail haircut because of Willie Beamish. <laughs> no way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And no, I, I had a, I had a, a, a rat tail for, for you know, way too long. Good, at least a summer. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm still, still a little mad that they, they, you know, listened to an eight year old's demands to have a rat tail. I hope I was eight. I hope I was nice and young. But it doesn't matter anyway. <laughs> I, I had, I really like that game a lot. And you know, honestly, we do. I think it's doing this podcast, being online, like the, the inevitable. What's your favorite question comes up? You know, every day on Twitter, it's just something like you know. I feel like we all kind of numb out and just have like our our dedicated answers to. And for me, like I have to look back at the first few big boxes I got. I got mm-hmm. three, like three of them in one shopping session, and <laughs> and just kind of remember that, like. Uh, it, it was uh, Police Quest, Space Quest 1 or 2, and Willie Beamish. And it's like, when all else fails, just remember, those were like the three you felt like, you, you like the only three you really needed. <laughs> Every <laughs> other box was a one. But like, you know, when mm-hmm. it came down to it. So anyway, yeah, Willie means uh, more to me than I think I wish it did. 
Well, you know, some most of the game actually aged pretty good on my recent playthrough. Like, actually, the the only things that didn't maybe like weren't super apparent until I played the talky version. Uh, like, yeah. for example, when you meet the family on the boat and, you know, it plays really heavy on their accents, but you don't know that because they don't write it out that way. It just seems like you're talking and they're talking. But when you play the talky version, they they are very heavy on the uh, the accents. Yeah, which takes something, you know, pretty much innocent and makes it makes it dodgy, unfortunately. <laughs> you know, where it's it like, you Pretty much innocent. <laughs> like pretty much. I mean, yeah, there's definitely an asterisk mark there related to the time and blah, 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 blah. But like, it just, yeah, like you said, in, it, without the talkie, it's like, you know, Japanese tourists happen to be ninjas. I mean, that is where ninjas are from. Like, I, I, okay, you, you get away with that one. I mean, not that mm-hmm. I'm like Japanese and can allow that, but but <laughs> I assure you. Um I, the point is, is I just pause to be like, wait, am I going to get in trouble for any of this? Is <laughs> this no? We're good. Yeah. I'm, I'm on. Um, but it, we should it, be. I just it's something that I didn't notice the first time through because a I don't think I had a voice version. Maybe I did, but I don't recall having a voice version or the ability to listen the first time I played it. Yeah. So yeah. I just didn't know. <laughs> Yeah, I didn't. Either. I didn't play the talkie until till really recently, like a mm-hmm. couple of months ago. I think it was mm-hmm. just just to you know just to. I didn't even finish it. I I I couldn't. It was it was yeah. It was I wasn't the one I grew up with. To be fair, like it never it never had a chance. But but um yeah. When they added the talkie to that, it does it does get a little dodgy. But the yeah, the talkie in general. How did you feel? Because you you've played both versions. What, what's your what's your stance on the talkie? It was really good. The voices were spot on. There was no clicking or grinding. Everything cut in smoothly. Uh, maybe your little sister's Brianna's voice was like suitably Ooh. annoying. It kind of yeah. sounded like uh, an adult playing a kid, but it could have also just been a really annoying know-it-all little kid. So it worked. It was pretty smooth. I was impressed with the voice work actually all the way through it. Even like the random narrator's voice, like when you're looking at objects and stuff, because there was a little bit of flavor text if you go around with the magpie glass. And his was like, it, it had sort of a, a difficult accent to place. It was interesting. Yeah, it was. It was It was, It was. was good. He, was, he had like a little bit of a Gary Owens light kind of vibe to him. Um, mm-hmm. He wasn't trying to rip them off, but but either way, it doesn't matter. He he did a good job. I, I thought all the voices were good. I I, I gave him more of a fair chance in in uh, preparation for this episode than I had when I actually, you know, done the the play of of it a few months ago. And I, I, mm-hmm. I gave it I gave him more of a chance, and 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 it was it was all pretty good. I, I guess the the Brianna thing is a little hard to take, but she has very few lines, so it's kind of okay. And then the the mm-hmm. mom was kind of like maybe the weak. Uh, weaker link in the chain because they were they were all pretty exceptionally like good. I mean, for the for the era, for the time, blah blah blah, uh, they were pretty decent. So yeah, wasn't bad. Especially Willie, that's hard to pull off like a like a kid actor. I I I, I don't like kid actors. <laughs> it, it's exactly. just it's a ruthless and unfair stance of mine that I've always had. I'm way too critical and hard on children actors because because they're all kind of terrible. And and mm-hmm. it's they haven't you know, had time. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, anyway, that's that's a bloody another another show or something. 
Yeah, it was it was like so much like playing a family sitcom, you know, oh, there's the report card. Don't let your dad find out you got to, you know, walk your dog, your family's eccentric. Dad's supposed to get a raise, but he gets screwed over in his job watching the TV while you're eating at the dinner. Like it was very typical of what we'd all be watching in sitcoms in that day and age, including the roles of all of the family members. You yourself as the kind of troubly kid just wants to play games. And as Frog, your sexy sister, who's always off with the boyfriend, the mom who just wants to like get cool stuff and clean the house and manage stuff. The dad who's expected to get a raise, but instead loses his job. And it's all, and it's got all of that with the cool, like undercurrent of the backstory of what's happening. This whole town is kind of under a bit of pressure. There's, you know, unions are on strike. The water's not even usable. People can't clean themselves. And, and so it's, it's got like this dual story going that can kind of hit you when you're younger and, and then hit you again differently when you're older, if you replay it. Yeah, no, nah, that, was, that was out of the park. I couldn't say any better. That, that, that really encapsulates the feeling really well. I think you, you you hit the nail on the head with with saying um, bloody uh, uh, sitcom because there's mm-hmm. there's it, it's such a great snapshot of the time of of you know 1990 that that it just it, it hits all the notes from that era like everything from like the archetype of the the bratty middle child that Willie is and and just all the tropes that we were playing heavily on in that era late 80s early 90s sitcoms is in this mm-hmm. the dad even has like a sort of al bundy vibe but don't, but more of mm-hmm. a lot less personality <laughs> to say mm-hmm. um but but yeah there's there's, there's definitely like it's a, a yeah it's it's really well put kind of blew my mind there hmm. well it's just fun it's like they they do the almost like the the type of cola that the, all the words are like almost like it is in real life god that when it first did the commercial for the the toot sweet on the TV, right? I right, was like, yeah. this is the coolest thing ever. You're watching the show and then they're like, thanks to recycled sludge, you won't be such a pudge. I'm like, yes, this is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so much going on in, in the game. And the map is freaking huge. There are so many places that you can go. Everything looks kind of like it's hand-drawn and quaint. It's like when you get to the first map, you're like, okay, cool. I can go to like a tree house. I can go to my friend's houses here and there. Then you're like, no, no, I can also go into town. Then later you're like, oh, I can go out in the water. Then you're like, I can go to this, the castle up here. Like it's huge. Right. Yeah. No, it's a really good point. It really ca- encapsulates why, why I loved it as a, as a child too. Cause it really felt like, like actual role playing, you know, it felt like, mm-hmm. you know, a, a, a life simulator, but, but like, you know, the writers had already kind of thought, or assumed correctly what you'd want to do as, as a child. Cause when I was, I don't, again, I don't know. I don't remember how old I was exactly. Somewhere between eight and 11, I guess it it mm-hmm. just, it, it hit all the right notes. It was perfect. Like mm-hmm. it let me actually sneak out of school and, and, you know, it just push the limits of, of general disobedience as a child and see what happens and, and have the freedom to kind of go around town, but not out of town. Like it was you know, mm-hmm. also kind of limited as would be as a kid. And, there's been times on the show before where when this when this game comes up, let's say, that we would talk about, uh, you know, just touch on it, let's say. One of the things that we always kind of tend to bring up or laugh about or whatever is, is the who was this game made for, right? Because it's mm-hmm. like the, there's a lot of like heavy adult, not heavy, but there's a lot of blatant adult themes going on throughout the game. <laughs> the, it's pretty, it's pretty difficult. Like it's, it, it's, it's, 
yeah, it's a it's a kind of brutal game. I, I would say it's at certain parts, especially in the final ish act. It's it's yeah, really like hard. day four killer. Day day three gets long, but day four has so much going on. Jesus. Yeah, and we'll we, we'll get into puzzles in a second, but there's some like yeah. really really hard ones. Like it, it's a lot of the arguments against it being for a kid is my point, and. And then there's the fact that, like, uh, Jeff Tanoa said they, they brought in uh, a batch of Dis- uh, Disney animators to do mm-hmm. the animation for the game. And that it was the – he believed – Jeff Tanoa, uh, you know, guy behind Dynamax, and uh, I think he worked at EA for a bit. And, and either currently or lastly, he had Jeff Tanoa pr- Productions. But uh, so, the, you know, the main, the main guy behind Dynamax was saying that they hired a bunch of uh, Disney animators because Disney would, like, bulk up for a film and then when the film was complete they they let you know they'd fire 200 animators so you could grab them in those time mm-hmm. periods um mm-hmm. and he believes it was the first game was uh cell animation um right again the, the, that's the the apostrophe or asterisk i mean is is that he believes so that therefore you know that's that's what i'm going on but yeah anyway it was kind of a, a cool thing in that i had real disney animators was the first to be cell animated um and i say all that to say that you know intentionally going after Disney animators is probably going to give off of this is for kids vibe, like mm-hmm. <laughs> heading back the other direction of, of who is this for? And and then the tagline made things kind of confusing where it was like, what if you could be nine knowing what you know now? Some, something mm-hmm. like that. But you know, somebody got paid a lot of money to say it a little better than I did. Um, what if you were nine again, knowing what you know now? Yeah. And actually, me saying somebody got paid a lot of money to say that is ridiculous. It's not the slogan for like Nike. This is, there wasn't a huge payout for the guy at Dynamics. It was like put this on the box. Uh, it was unfair <laughs> of me. But the anyway, point is, is that I, I decided that I, I know who the game was for, and and it's for both because I mm-hmm. I loved it as a kid. I I, mm-hmm. I saw a few flaws in it the last two times that I played mm-hmm. it, especially this last time for for preparation. Because mm-hmm. it's, it's you know, it's, you kind of get a little critical to, to really dive into an episode. So, like, I saw a few things. But, like, I didn't notice any of those things as a kid. I just loved it. I don't even remember it being hard. I have no idea mm-hmm. how I got through it. I'm, I'm sure I don't I remember got, it being hard either. But we must have missed stuff. Because it is easy to miss stuff in this game. As we'll talk about in a little bit. So Yeah, yeah. But there's segments like like the... the uh, splicing the t- the audio tape in for the phone call. Like, there's things I'm like, I mm-hmm. surely wouldn't have known how to do. Like, I, I'm guessing maybe just you know, a parent stepped in or whatever, but it doesn't matter. It, it's, it's really fun as an adult. Um, and apparently I loved it as a kid and so did you. So I, I guess it's just for mm-hmm. both. Yeah. Little bloody happy ending. Must be. This is a very happy ending. Well, you know what I liked <laughs> even as a kid was the routine too. Like, what are you going to do every day? You're going to walk your dog. You're going to play with your sister. You got to help your parents. You got to do your thing. And, and it's, it's consistent. You have to do these things every day, all four yeah. days. And it's it's a nice little routine you can kind of fall into. You have to keep out for the keys, like it's time for lunch or it's time for bed. But otherwise, it's pretty open-ended, other than the fact that the time will just keep moving. Yeah, and it was great as kids because it was relatable and felt like a simulation. And it was it, it was fun as a, as an adult, too, because it helps you get into character, I guess, you know, as, as the protagonist being a kid, like forcing you to mm-hmm. do the things you used to have to do again. And it was nice mm-hmm. the way they, they handled like the dog and stuff. Like, you know, he still loved you if you didn't feed him like a dog would, but he was mopey and sad. And, and if you did, he's like, Oh, you're the best owner ever. And it was just, it was, <laughs> the dog was bloody charming. Um, mm-hmm. 
yeah, but but anyway, it's, it's yeah, it's, it, the games, the games. I think I do think they pulled off for both. It doesn't, I guess, it doesn't matter, you know, who it was for. Um, mm-hmm. What do you think, difficulty wise? Yeah, it got progressively more difficult. It was pretty easy at the beginning, and then as you went deeper into it, it got tricky. Like a lot of it was timing. Like you understood you were doing the right thing if you had a little progression most of the time. I didn't like soft lock myself by doing something I wasn't supposed to do. But then like I skipped things like you can easily, for example, never meet the nurse right at the beginning of the game or never deal with spider. I mean, and I'm still not entirely sure the point of spider other than to be a bully and for you to give some of your stuff to him. That's a good point. Yeah. I'm guessing that yeah, they probably just wrote him into the game and then cuz cuz that would be the trope like like the Nelson to Bart. You know, you got to give mm-hmm. him give him the bo- the the AE's bully character and then they're probably like, "Yo, what are we supposed to do with him?" Uh, yeah, cuz there were <laughs> lots of inventory items that gave you some choices like for example, if you didn't get the token from the fountain, get onto the boat, you were able to I think you were able to give him something else like your one of your fancy card signed mickey mantle card or something like that to get on there like most of the puzzles had some sort of alternate solution or you would just die like there was a lot of dying in this game for sure yeah. no there was and it, it was it was the kind of dying you do want to explore because you know mm-hmm. you kind of knew that every wrong every specific wrong turn like the trouble meter and things like that like we're gonna mm-hmm. have a short animation for it so like you really exactly. want to see you know your hair get buzzed off in cadet school and <laughs> just just see what happened and then go back and do a proper maybe it does get a lot harder to your point but yeah yeah oh and the grandpa the grandpa of the family that you meet on the boat looks like mr miyagi <laughs> i was like they probably did that on purpose yeah yeah he's been, he, yeah the, the whole family's really on the nose <laughs> yeah. lovely bunch though but yeah <laughs> and oh what was the other one Oh yeah, we are the cri- we are the Crips. They did that little rhyme when when the guys when they went to go beat you up outside of the bar and they they say a little oh, rhyme. Yeah, uh, and they're actually playing off "We Are the Jets" from West Side Story, and it was like okay. totally on the nose with the rhyme and everything. So if you haven't seen West Side Story, you wouldn't know, but it, it was just like spot on. Yeah, I'm so glad I didn't know. <laughs> it was is that such a painful scene? What's funny about that scene is is as a kid, like it works. Because you're like, that's a fear, right? The guy says, mm-hmm. the the bouncer says, you got to get out of here. It gets rough here. It gets rough around here at nighttime. And as mm-hmm. a kid, like when you hear it gets rough around here at nighttime, you just you just leave. Like you you're in yeah. danger. So like a kid's worst fear might be like a gang of street bullies are gonna beat you to death. A child <laughs> for no reason, just like wow, there's a child here. He knows it's rough here at night. Now we are all all us grown men are gonna beat him to death and as a kid like that's kind of what you're scared of and then as an adult watching that scene it's like i mean these guys aren't gonna just take an innocent child and beat the life out of him because he's standing here right it's let's <laughs> let's be real i mean i know it's you know you know one in a million times or whatever but it's it's just a funny i don't know it's a funny thing where like as a kid i remember that being a, a valid threat you know like quicksand <laughs> Yeah, you get your heart racing. You're like, oh, man, I better get the hell out of here. But like, yeah. they were brutal to that boy. He died in a few different ways. You're just like, ouch. Like, you do realize this kid is nine, right? Like, yeah. come on. <laughs> yeah, he was just standing there. And they did it with song and dance, which is so insulting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
interesting dynamics. You know what? I had a few things I couldn't figure out. Like, okay, for example, if you give your frog the the cola while you're at the park and you're practicing with your friends, he'll do like a massive jump that is like super duper duper huge. And it shows you because that's a thing. But then if you give him cola when you're actually at the uh, competition, that's against the rules and you can get disqualified for it. And that's not the way to solve it. So it was almost like it was like a red herring, like, aha, he could totally win potentially if you give him this, but you can't give him this. It was, it was fun. Yeah, that was kind of cool because the, mm-hmm. the, what you have to, to do instead like worked on a totally different level where it's like instead of, I guess, spoilers. I mean, we forgot to say that, but, you know, it's They're the whole everywhere. Yeah, it's, you know, whatever. Instead of giving him cola, giving your frog uppers, you have to give the enemy frog, the rival frog downers. Mm -hmm. Which you find out that works earlier, so it all ties in. Yeah, it was nicely done. Mm -hmm. And two, you can find out, like, don't give it to the other frog then, and then find out, and then you don't win. So, and and that's the other cool thing, and I, I think I remember feeling that way as a kid, too. You think... Like you almost forget you're trying to get to the Nintari champions. It's like you win the frog competition or even get in second place. And you're like, oh man, I've won the game. That's great. And then you're like, oh, there's still all this game left. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. There's And there's a lot. That's a really good point. A lot too. I kinda, you think. <laughs> yeah. I kind of remember feeling that as a kid. Yeah. Because the frog jump feels like the finale and then you have to save your father. Yeah. It's it's just an intense ending. It's, it, it, mm-hmm. you know, you, you flush those people down a toilet. I don't even know if they survive that. I doubt it. I mean, but imagine if your dad had ended up in there instead, see that that would have been pretty terrible. But yeah, and it's like in the goopy water in there too, right? It's not even, it's like the crud water that was polluting your sink and everything. Yeah, like they suffocated to death on bile. That's really gross. Yep. Yeah, you can taste it. (laughs) I'm just realizing I'm looking through the notebook here because the, the, the notebook is the coolest thing. And now that I've played the game and I'm going through and I'm reading it, I'm seeing that it has hints on what to do all the way through this little book. Just this little hints. Like, for example, there's pictures of you and your friends in a photo booth together with a photo. It says Buds Forever. And then you're like, well, yeah, later on in the game, you have to do that, right? So that's kind of neat. Yeah, it is. It is. You... um. You brought up uh, prior to recording because you, you were getting the box down about the uh, composition notebook. Do you have that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. That's what I'm obsessing over right now. My God, this is amazing. Yeah, that was really well done. Like they, they spent a lot of time on that. I remember as a kid, I liked it so much. I would like take it to school with me. Like it was the thing mm-hmm. I looked at when I was bored at school. Yeah, I took mine too. My my actual one is in terrible condition. I I now have a new big box. It has the it has the everything and it has the stickers and all the other fun stuff and and everything in this box is absolutely mint, which is great because you open it up and you look in it and there's actually fingerprint smudges with actual fingerprints with like ink in them. You know, where the front of it's been doodled on. There's a coffee stain, like somebody sat a coffee on the corner of the book. It is so freaking authentic that you wouldn't even think somebody else's would look like it. Yeah. Yeah. It really is. It really is that authentic. I just have to back that up real quick. No, you do like like the back of it. I think I saw mine on the floor and was like, ah, damn it. And then you're like, ah, like I think it actually got me. Um, as, as a grown person, 
Mm-hmm. I thought I was like, oh, no, I have a coffee stain on it because I forgot it was my old one, right? I get the new one. I'm like, oh, right. This is just so, so freaking perfect. Like the back of it, too. It looks like it's been done in pencil. Somebody's ripped their pencil down it and then stained it more with like some cola, probably Tootsie Cola, right? So. In, if you if you haven't seen this thing, like like go look at at least scans of it because it's it's. It's they, they there was like a disproportionate amount of time went into this composition book. I, I was like <laughs> design wise, it's it's like just somebody just overachieved the shit out of that manual. Like it, it's 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 just an insert to a game, right? Manual, but like all these little details Anna's giving are, are not exaggerations. The thing the thing's bloody remarkable. It had no business being as intricate <laughs> and ornate as it was. I wonder if this is real. It has a hint line, 1-900-370-CLUE with a K. Or in Cali, 1-900-370-5113. I think it is real, actually. That's right. awesome. Yeah, 900s. If you call yeah, now, and then it has a sexy answer. Oh, yeah. It'd be like, this is a lot more than five ninety nine a minute now. Jeez. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm already paying you. Can you at least get on Google and find the answer? maybe it's got yeah it's got the name of the company and then in the back of the book it's like what a spell swell place to work and it's got these little arrows i could obsess over this thing for ages too and the stickers too the stickers are gorgeous you've got willie horny leona and then you've got the uh the monster squad which is it's the video game you want to play on the Nintari. Like, I don't know about you but i wanted to play that little game and and stuff a carrot in a cupcake's mouth myself yeah, they made that look really good, didn't they? That was so satisfying. I I always had said, you know, probably never, but but uh, just now we started saying that 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 it'd be really cool if you could play the uh, if you could play Monster Squad like in the game, like as as a optional arcade sequence or whatever, um, like you know Astro Chicken or whatever. And it turns out, and I didn't know this till till today, prep wise. I mean, you know, several days in advance when I actually prepped, no, like hours ago. That the Sega CD version, you get to play, you get to bloody play it. Mm-hmm. Really? You, uh, yeah, you get to what? play. Yeah, it's um, so the Sega CD version, um, it, it's a playable thing. It's a mini game called Super Space Kanoidrix, Kanoidrix, <laughs> which combines elements of Space Invaders, Tetris, and Arc uh, Annoyed, which I'm not sure I've ever said out loud till now. Uh, it doesn't matter. <laughs> So now, now uh, you know, one one late evening, I might find myself trying to get a Sega CD emulator working or whatever to see that, because that sounds really cool. I'm jealous. Funny story. I was looking around on a thrifting site, and I found Willie Beamish for the Sega CD for $3.99. I'm like, this is awesome. So I ordered it, and it arrived, and inside the bag was a Little Mermaid coloring book, a mini one. So I was like... So I I threw away the book. They sent me a refund, and all of a sudden, it popped out on the site. Three ninety nine. They have Willie Beamish. I'm like, you know what? Forget it. I'm a sucker. So I ordered it again. (laughs) I'm like, I really want it for a Sega CD. And instead, all it said was that they they just refunded my money right away and said not available. And that was the end of that. And I Uh, I haven't seen it again since. So so close though. (laughs) I was. I mean the, the. The asshole in me was was hoping that you were going to get a second Little Mermaid coloring book there at the end. (laughs) (laughs) And I should have kept it, eh? Geez, that's a a great memento of getting ripped off. But I just, no, I didn't. 
<laughs> yeah, anyway, so then later on, you know, you go back on the boat and then you're going to do this challenge and you end up meeting your competitor, right? You end up meeting Hans, the owner of Turbo Frog. And it's, it's who you're supposed to be intimidated by. And he's like, he's essentially Arnold Schwarzenegger with blonde hair. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And the frog is too. Mm -hmm. I mean, with, without the blonde hair, the frog. But yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was little, little Arnold's. <laughs> it was funny. What else was there at the end of the game? Other than like, we'll get into the puzzles, but I will say, you know, the sexiness on it that where uh, Leona is hiding Louis in the other room when you're sneaking through the house. You're, as a kid, you're like, oh, what's that all about? Those weirdos. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, we can't we can't let this episode go by without taking you know just a little pit stop to talk about the the odd sexual tone of the game. So let's 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 do that now. Starting with what you just said, where where mm -hmm. she's riding him, um, mm -hmm. it's very uncomfortable at, at probably at any age, but, but especially mm -hmm. now, it's just a tough watch. It's real weird. Well, they're, they're old and grumpy, weird people, right? So yeah, yeah, yeah. She's she she plays she, yeah. She plays a good villain, a hateable villain. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, the, the, you know, the, we can get through it quick. Cause whenever we do talk about Willie's, is probably what what we mentioned. But like, it's mm -hmm. it's you know it's, it happened and it's kind of funny. Like the the, the sister thing that's super sexual. Oh, I caught another one today. Um, sorry, what I was referring to a second ago was like the bathtub scenes and everything, where it's just mm -hmm. it's just like where is this going? At certain points in the game, you wonder. Um, but there's mm -hmm. another one where when that street gang says, uh, or when the bouncer says, you better get out of here, it gets, it gets rough around here at night. Um, Willie quips back with, uh, not as bad as, as Tiffany's room or something like that. And, and just a weird, like, I don't even know what that means. Like, what, yeah, how was he referring to her and her boyfriend or what was he trying to? Yeah. Like, what do you mean your sister's room gets rough at night? Like, I mean, I'm assuming <laughs> it's probably something weird and sexual just cause this is Willie Beamish. But mm -hmm. I don't know for sure. Well, I mean, your name is Willie. Your dog's name is Horny. Right off the bat, they're kind of going for it. There's even like a weird thing with the the three friends and uh, and and Dana and stuff. Like I don't know, just yeah, the, game, the dynamic. The game. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. it's, yeah. Well, it's... and even Horny and the girl frog. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's oozing sexuality all over the place, though, right? So. Yeah, exactly. But that's the appeal, right? That's where, like, okay, we got to appeal to all ages. This is a kid's game. Now, how do we appeal to a grown-up who's playing a kid? We'll be like, well, what's something a grown-up would notice that a kid wouldn't? Ah, sexuality. Okay, well, then let's take this game out of the role of Willie's scope of understanding and make all of the outside jokes around him and him about sexuality. And then the kids will appeal because they'll identify with Willie. The adults will love it because of sexuality. And that that's just the Disney principle really in a lot of ways too. Yeah, exactly. No, that's spot on. That's basically, I think what they done was like, but adults and kids will like it. We'll do that thing where you were, you know, there's over the kids head jokes for the adults. And I think the only place they went a little wrong was the, the over the kids head stuff was a bit, it was maybe a little too, a little too strong. <laughs> some of it, some of it's just super weird. Cause I noticed it being weird as a kid and, and my, you know, my ball bag hadn't descended yet. And I'm like, this is still a little yeah. weird right now. 
Yeah, using sexuality to sell, you know, even with the ads for Slam Dunk, the stuff they do on TV, it's it's uh, the running vein all the way through and back to the nurse again, right? You got sexy nurse with the nice boobs or you got the Sega CD with the weird boobs, but either way, she's also hot. And okay, when she is checking Willie out to see if he's okay, just look at Willie's face, right? And it's like the funniest faces that he's making. He's like... I don't know. I totally see it. He's like, I think I kind of like this and I'm not sure I understand why. And they really caught it spot on with, with the looks he was giving. Yeah. I'll have to go back and I'll have to go back and look at, at, at Willie's face. I wish. Mm-hmm. Yeah, where that, else would you be looking during that scene? Mm-hmm. Yeah. We, I, w- I wish I could have said with confidence, like I had noticed, you know, anything, but, but the nurse in that situation, if I shamefully <laughs> cannot, it's kind of exposing. Um, well, they're really good with the eyes in this whole game. They're really like considering how many pixels in some of those scenes they're working with. Like when Willie's tiny and on the map, his legs are like three pixels each. But yeah, he just he's so tiny and he, and he walks around and uh, and then he gets. I don't even know what I'm saying. What I'm trying to say is that uh, the detail, whether they're backed off or right up close, is is pretty good and and they definitely use that to enhance some of the sexuality, but not to the point of like nudity, like it is. It's all just like heavy innuendo all the way through. Yeah, yeah, exactly. This game has puzzles that pretty much start right from the very beginning and you don't have a lot of chances to get them right. So to me, this game is a matter of save, try, save, try, try to save it, save it, give it another alternative file. Like, for example, when you go to adjust your sister's scale, I was like paranoid. Should I or shouldn't I? What is the point of it? If I do it, am I going to get in more trouble and get sent to military school? So you got to do a save, change scale, and then branch off, do another save, didn't change scale. (laughs) I felt that I I had a lot of saves going by the time I was done this game. Yeah, no, it leans really heavy on that for sure, which to the listener, if you're the type that... uh, thinks feels that it breaks immersion to have to load and save and stuff then then just skip this one for sure because yeah you're gonna it, you just have to like like the, the there's some timed events especially with the babysitter um mm-hmm. which is just the best bit in the game but real quick because I, I i know we're, we're gonna be wrapping sword is <laughs> doing we can't we can't not mention the, the babysitter i mean that 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 scene gave me actual nightmares as a kid um so that's that's, well, that's, yeah. that's something well, like, look what she serves everybody at the table, and then she changes, and then, like, you're everywhere you go, she's chasing you after her metamorphosis. Huge spoilers, but yeah, she's like feeding you essentially mealworms, and then she turns into a bat, and then no matter where you go, she like literally appears right there, ready to attack you at any second. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly, and she's drawn so creepily, like, just yeah, the the. The art really matches like her, like just the way she mo- like the way she morphs into a bat. Like her face was already you know drawn with that in mind, so it just it, it works. It's, it's just really mm-hmm. spooky. The worms are spooky. It's 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 great, and it's weird because like so many things that gave me nightmares as a kid, I love them now. I don't I don't get that. To I'm sure any horror fans <laughs> probably feel on that pretty strong. Like it's you know the, of course so now I, I, I infatuated with it because it made me feel feelings. Mm-hmm strongly at some point yeah it's very true and and it goes right back and it's it strongly it's like if you meet somebody when you're doing something super exciting and then you accidentally think the person you met is super exciting when it turns out they sucked but right time and right place yeah exactly yeah you're on tonight <laughs> thank god <laughs> one of the two of us always makes complete sentences it's great <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, all right. So, so, uh, yeah, it gets difficult. You have to save a lot. It it rewards that very much so because, like you said, you do the branching path thing or even just real quick do the blatant wrong thing if it's blatant and, and get to see a cool little animation that you'd only see then. Um, there's mm-hmm. there's positive alternate solutions, right? Like um, you can get out mm-hmm. of school uh, with uh, two different ways, you know, hall pass related, like sneaking out, uh, making your own hall pass, not getting caught by the bully, getting past the coach. There's, I think there's two good ways to do it and at least one bad. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, bad. like if you wait till the bell rings, you're you're home too late to get the uh, report card, right? Out of the right. mail slot, yeah. Which which is almost a catch twenty two because if you get the report card, the the correct decision is to give it to him anyway. I know it's like I never really understood if I was supposed to listen to the answering machine or not. I just do it because I want to hear the messages, but then I feel bad. I'm like, did my dad just miss a job opportunity because I listened to all of the messages? Yeah, yeah. It's like I never was quite sure. So I just assumed they were fun little things I was just supposed to hear and that they didn't actually influence the storyline either way. Yeah, I have to assume. I think it'd be too mean to punish you because it's, it's, yeah, there's nobody's walking past that flashing answering machine light and not clicking it. Exactly. It's flashing. I mean, come on. <laughs> um but yeah and i guess that goes to say as far as you're supposed to give them the report card that the that is consistent in other words because the right thing to do is to wait till the bell rings get home have no control over the report card which means your parents get it as they should anyway and so Mm -hmm. you know what i mean so it all does fit that that angle where you do the complete right thing and and the Mm -hmm. you know the best thing will happen but i will say too that with the trouble meter um, so if you haven't played it, the, the visual is, is a thermometer at the bottom. It says good boy at the very top. Mm-hmm. It says cadet school. Um, and then there's <laughs> like, I don't know, there's like six in between ish. Doesn't matter. Yeah, right? Roughly. Four. And they can go up or down. Like you can do something good. Like your little sister falls out of bed and you put her back into bed and they're like, whoop, you're not in as much trouble, but then you can do something bad and get caught for it and it'll go up. But you can also do something bad and not get caught for it and it won't get influenced. Or you can really fuck up when you're at the school in the beginning and essentially get sent to military school on a dime because you're a jerk to the principal and you won't give him his hair that you happen to have. So Yeah, yeah. Uh, Toupees was such a trope at the time too. But yeah, the the (laughs) cool thing with the the trouble meter is like you you can beat the game, you know, you you just can't hit the very last one. So like Mm -hmm. they you get one or two. It's almost like free passes. Like you can do the wrong Mm -hmm. thing twice. Two or three times, if it'll benefit you, it might pay off. Because then you mm-hmm. know you can redeem one of them, like you said, with a good act. But like you can, you can cut one or two corners and and just have the meter raise uh, and still mm-hmm. beat the game. So that, that's kind of neat too. And there's things that you don't always have to remember to do. Like I don't know if you for sure have to remove the no smoking sign so that spider gets blown up in the bathroom, or if you can just forget to remove the sign. You give him the comic or whatever it is, and you leave, and he doesn't blow up. Right, right. But I'm pretty sure you don't have to blow him up. Or it's like your sister scale. You don't have to technically adjust the scale. Right. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah, that's true. I I know, because the... Some of the things you're mentioning, I feel like I've I've always done, like the answering machine. Mm -hmm. I'm I'm not sure I've ever tried those those ones in the other in the other direction. Mm-hmm. Like it makes you wonder, like, would Spider show up again a third time if he didn't blow him up? 
Yeah, that that's what I wonder too. And and you got to give them such cool stuff, man. You got to give them your Game Boy, man. I would never want to give up my Game Boy just to some idiot smoking over in the other room. And he and he flicks his lit cigarette into a garbage can. Super dangerous. What a jerk. <laughs> Those are unlikable personality traits right there. He's got to whether you take a look in the mirror. <laughs> okay, I got I got to hit the, the the quick nerdy differences thing real quick. Um, mm-hmm. between the CD and floppy, there's not much at all. So, so you got the floppy, the CD and, and the Sega CD with the talkie version. Um, you get a slightly extended game introduction, which mm-hmm. I didn't know. I've never watched them back to back, but I didn't notice it being longer. Okay. The, uh, I, uh, there's a flat tire that I, I, I didn't remember seeing as a kid. So yeah. All right. It, it's a little longer. There's definitely a scene or two, uh, in, in the CD introduction that isn't in the floppy. And um, this this was weird for me playing the talkie uh, this time around was the still character portraits have have animations like the the lip sync animation and it's real mm-hmm. weird it's real especially the babysitter it's just real strange kind of funny um, hmm. and that that's pretty much it the, then there's the the whole okay so the floppy version has MT32 sound for some reason the CD version doesn't. Um, it's only got Sound Blaster yeah. and Pro Audio. But um so yeah, there's there's the differences. The Sega CD, like I said, you can actually play um actually it's not even Monster Mash, I guess, now that I think about it. So yeah, I gotta I gotta go back on that whole sentence from earlier in the show because I it just dawned on me you can play the Nintari in your room, but you don't get to play Monster um Monster Squad. I think I said Mash a no. second ago. Doesn't matter. But yeah, you don't get to play Monster Squad. So when you play the Nintario, you you just automatically play a different game, which is called a Super Space Canoidrix. So that that's kind of lame. There still isn't a Monster Squad mini game. I'm sad again about that. Oh, okay, yeah. I understand now. You had me excited for a minute there. I know, a roller coaster of emotions. Sorry about that. <laughs> so there is a mini game, but it's not Monster Squad. All right, and then the last thing is right. the Sega CD version. There's less colors because. Uh, hardware limitations and blah 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 and the wait times were long and they knew the wait times were long so you could press the start button to break out and, and manipulate a pair of twirling white and black balls known as laser balls uh, sounds very unearned <laughs> the laser Man, if part I was going to have balls I'd want them to be laser balls yeah that would be well depends on how much you want to overthink that I'll just move on it's, it's fine <laughs> Oh, I'm overthinking it right now. <laughs> uh, okay, and that, that's it. That's that's the. I better stop with all the nerd talk. We're getting Anna whipped up here. <laughs> <laughs> it does work for me. You should have seen me when a good friend of mine in the uh, guild, Roberta, brought out a suitcase filled with big box games. She's just like, I'm going to leave you guys alone. <laughs> Uh, But I I want to quickly go ahead. I want to quickly hit on the puzzles, you know, at the end when you're trying to deal with being in the mansion, every single part of that I found a little bit difficult. Like, for example, figuring out to find, like clearing off the table, even trying to get what you're supposed to get off the table and do it properly because you can't take everything because you're not supposed to take everything. And then you got to like take the cup, but then you got to take it a second time. And then you got to take a tablecloth. You got to, I know I'm revealing the whole thing, but how ridiculous you got to put the tablecloth underneath the night so the night can fall down so you can get the items from there. So you can do like some timing, some crazy stuff with all the frogs. You know, the overarching storyline is they all wanted frogs' legs. So 
that was really complicated too. That little ending clip when you're trying to deal with the frogs before you have to deal with the uh, the very end end in the kitchen with the cook was also rather confusing. It's really intense because it, mm-hmm. they're doing that animation like they did with the bat, where like it's you know like uh, speed lines, like he he just like takes mm-hmm. off everywhere, and the music's playing at, at double time, and it just mm-hmm. feels really intense and really. They do a great job of making you feel flustered. Mm-hmm. Is, is my memory of that that whole that whole scene you're talking about prepping, getting to the kitchen and then being in the kitchen. That whole thing is is there's a lot of anxiety behind it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's true. Maybe in a good way. It, it, it could be a, a, a good anxiety thing. I'm not. I'm not sure. I don't. I don't remember being too frustrated about it. The ki- mm-hmm. the kitchen part. No, nah, they're both hard. It's hard because you got to like dump stuff on the ground. You got to push stuff in a certain way, and then it all has to be done very quickly. You have to make sure I've done everything in the right order. Yeah, um, but it's kind of funny because it's like, yeah, she's sitting there in the pot and she's yelling ah 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 ah, and you got to figure out a way to shut her up. It's like yeah. really funny. <laughs> and that is a good example of, of what we started the show with, maybe you know, ish. That that there's some there's some really just brutal puzzles that that had like would would have no business in a kids game and that that is one of them like that that's mm-hmm. an example of that that whole segment in the kitchen and such it's not something like a child could get through or would want to get mm-hmm. through maybe I should say yeah it's 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 rough apparently we did but who would want to you know yeah i i must have called in for like like a, my dad reinforcements i can't, i can't imagine i did maybe though cuz yeah. you know again we probably had you know 4 months to do it so yeah, like I would have played it over a much longer period of time. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. So anyways, if if you are listening to this episode and you have never played The Adventures of Willie Beamish, I'm sorry. There is no more to discover. We've pretty much told you everything. Uh, be satisfied in the fact that you know what's up and carry on with your life. Yeah. Or you could play it anyways, I mean, and double up on some of the information. Like, I'm pretty sure Paul and I are clear enough that you can visualize the whole game without even having played it now. <laughs> but imagine that it wasn't quite that clear. Pick it up yourself. It's uh, pretty easy to find on GOG if you have the same problem I did, which was crashing at the Tootsuite Cola commercial, which is on the TV at the beginning. This is through GOG on the DOS box. Uh, you can just make it small screen, uh, alt tab. And then for some reason, it seems to work. And then you can make it big again. So that's a thing. Or you can run it in Scum. Probably probably would work just fine in there, too. Yeah, I'm trying to think if it uh, does. I'm not sh- I'm not sure Scum does uh, Dynamix. Mm-hmm. Dynamix was weird because their, their engine, yeah. they didn't have like a, like each game had its own engine or something super nerdy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it doesn't matter. To your point, you, you grab it on GOG, right? Maybe Steam. Mm-hmm. They might have it. But, you know, go to, go to GOG probably. Mm-hmm. Yeah, give it a go. And and if you've already played the game and you've been listening to us talk about it, I'm going to assume that you are now super nostalgic and you're going to go pull it out and work really hard to get it to go on your system, get it all started up, look at it, watch the intro and remember how cool it is and then put it away again. I mean, if you're like me, that's what I do. <laughs> or maybe you'll play it all the way through and that's awesome. And I would hope that we could prompt at least one of you to do that because this is, this is a really great fun game. And, and while you're at it, hit up a few of the other... Dynamix games uh like uh yeah go ahead write in say it's wrong i can't even hear you that's fine but go play the <laughs> go play the heart of china right yeah. that's uh that's all done by the same one and uh what's the other one paul refresh my memory uh rise of the dragon heart of china yeah. the incredible that's machine 
Yeah, go go play those too because they're all uh, great games, and eventually, you know, we'll probably talk about them too. Yeah, exactly. We'll we'll definitely eventually get there. Probably. Hmm. Do want to check those out? But yeah, yeah, go go play all the games. They're they're really good. Or or just be like, hey, he just mentioned Incredible Machine once for a brief second. I'll play that instead. That's fine too. You know, we're just. We're just here to inspire in any way it goes. Willie Beamish is really fun, and on a more serious note, if if you've avoided this game because you you see a you know nine year old boy and you're like, I don't think I want to you know play that. Fair enough, but it's it's not a kids game. It's not. I, I've banged on about how Echo Quest is a great time for adults, and and it is, especially the second one. But but they're both definitely sixty forty minimal on the kids side. Like they're kids games that are fun for adults. This is not at all a kids game. Just to be super clear, it, it's not a kids game from difficulty to innuendos to just the basic story is is impressively complex. Anna, you put it beautifully in the beginning of the episode. You're getting me all excited about the game again about this little town of Frumpton and how it comes alive and. You know, the dad loses his job, but ends up finding a job as a PR person, you know, for Tootsuite and Tootsuite's affecting their lives in other ways because of the plumbing and Willie has to go to Tootsuite's sponsored frog jump. And then the dad becomes the PR guy who is always going to be the fallout person for the scam that they're pulling on the town, which is creating a plumbing problem to make money on the sludge and not paying the plumbers. Like it's, it's surprisingly complex. As a matter of fact, the only kind of ridiculous part of the game is where the bad, I guess, girl Leona in this case, where like the thing behind the frog jump is wanting to eat frog legs. Like that's a bit zany. <laughs> it's a little bananas, bonkers, zany, ridiculous words for ridiculous moments, people. You know, that's what I'm getting at. It's, 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 yeah, it's a little weird, but like ultimately the, the plot and the story and everything is, is a bit complicated. The sentences themselves can be like long and drawn out. It's, it's not a kid's game. So point is, is that a, God damn it, it's not a kid's game. All right, I'm not going to say it again. <laughs> and B, you should play it. You know, unless you're sick of hearing about it after an hour of us talking about it, and that's fair too. Mm-hmm. But you should still play it. I think, yeah, that's covered most of the angles. I think, you know, some of you will play it and some of you won't. Some of you have and some of you haven't. Good. I'm glad you listened to our podcast to hear that. I mean, all the way through. You made it all the way through to hear that. Uh, yes. And the, the words from our following from the things I got to say, come join the discussion in the community. Follow us on Facebook. We're a page. We're a group. Come say hello. Join the community. Um, for real. If you don't listen to anything, do, do that part. It's, it's just amazing people. And it's a, it's a great place. Also Instagram, CGG podcast. Uh, Twitter is the same thing at CGG podcast. Email is mail at classic Send us a bloody email. Um, become a Patreon member if you want to. That would be awesome. But more importantly, thank you to all of our existing Patreons. We really, really appreciate you guys. And I love you and thank you. And an extra special thanks to those in said tier, which is Una and Gus, Jay Holmes, Mark Fillion. Love you guys and appreciate you so much. Uh, check out Mark Fillion's game, Chinatown Detective Agency, on Steam. Give it a bloody wish list. Check out the demo. And that's, yeah, that's all. That's all. We're done. So... Don't do murder.